Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey. And Ben. Greetings. What's up, boys? Just hanging out, man. Yeah, just chilling, enjoying, you know, some nice weather today. Mm. Luckily, it's been so strangely cold yeah. in Pennsylvania on and off during the spring. And actually a beautiful day today. It's a little windy, which I yeah. like, actually. Yeah. As long as it's warm, I like it to be windy. But no, I'm just glad I got to get some, for once, I'm glad I got to get some sun on my skin. Because wow. I feel like, you know, I don't know, I just feel like I've been inside a lot. You are the most glorious <laughs> ginger. I don't want to be the most sunburned ginger, though. Yeah. There was a big thing on uh, which half the audience will roll their eyes and the other half will be like, oh, yeah. On Joe Rogan, uh, there was a doctor on there that talked about how there's potential that vitamin D is one of a, a, a key component in uh, potential. What's the word I'm looking for? Survivability. If you have severe coronavirus. Yeah. They're hmm. finding that people that are vitamin D deficient have... Uh, your chances of survival, if you have it severe, are much lower. So get out there and get your vitamin D. That's right. You know, it's not directly related, but I know that. Uh, I mean, vitamin D can come from sunlight, but also that they're saying not only with this virus, but with many viruses, that sunlight, you know, kills it. Yeah, yeah. I've been here. You know, I'm out the game. I used to be handing out D like crazy, but now you're just gonna <laughs> have to get it at the store. <laughs> they got all kinds of D at the store. Actually, I was looking. <laughs> At the vitamins, and there's like regular D, there's D3, then there's like is that D the, is plus that, something is else. Is that like just taking three normal Ds? Triple D, the D, D actually. <laughs> Was Emilio Estevez in that one? Emilio. Who the what? Hmm? Y'all never seen Naughty Ducks 3? It's called D3. No. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember that. I I've know what you're saying, it. but it's been, it's been a long time. Wow. It's been a minute. You know, you guys were, Brandon, you were saying it's uh, finally getting to be nice weather. I recall all the days run together now, but it was just last week in Pennsylvania that we had snow early in the week. Yeah. And now it's close to, I think it's touched 80 degrees. I think yesterday it was like at least 78, if not 80. Pretty yeah, close. Yeah, close to 80. Yeah. So luckily some nice weather. Got to actually roll my window just down, blow the stink off me a little bit. Mm. Wow. You know? I bet that was a fun <laughs> ride for the person behind you in the car. The question I always wonder is that people are like, oh, here in Western PA, you know, you got your heater on in the morning and the air conditioner on at night in your car. I'm like, there's probably a lot of places like that. There probably like are. Like the desert. But I've lived multiple places. Well, the desert is definitely one of those. Yeah. I've lived multiple places and I've never experienced something as drastic from morning to night 
or from day to day as, as there is in Pennsylvania. Hmm. I've got the problem right now in my house. Not to house, say there isn't, just I haven't experienced it. The problem in my house is that, and this like many houses, is that I, the air conditioner just does not work very well upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out different ways to cool off the top of the house. There's like this this vent. Uh, I don't know what it's called. The thing that you can like move and turn the fans on and off. Yeah. You can get one A that fan? has. Well, no, it's not the fan, <laughs> but you can buy one with fans in it. It's supposed to like push the air a little better. Interesting. Sixty bucks on Amazon though. I just didn't know if it was worth the plunge. I would just stick with the vitamin D. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> That'll cool me off at night. Maybe triple D if you're feeling a little bit too hot. This is the time of year Wasn't though. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? Triple D. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. This is the time of year though where it's like I'll get in bed and it's like oh I'm I'm good with a sheet and maybe like one blanket uh-huh. and then you wake up and I'm just, just like wet with sweat. sweat. Yep. It's just awful. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I. You're triggering me. Does sir. that happen to you? <laughs> yeah, every well? every night. I yeah, yeah, I'm, pretty much. Me I'm too. just a. Uh, I don't know. I feel like some people. This is getting deep already. Hmm. Just sweat a lot when they sleep. I'm one oh, of yeah. them. Yeah. Some people don't though. I feel like it's not just sweat, especially in the summer. If I take a nap, if I fall asleep for 20 minutes, it's like not only is it sweat, but like I just become. A grease ball. Yeah, when I fall asleep, like a, my body's like time to grease it up. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, you're just like a wet sock. Wow, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> I have the problem. My wife and I think I think your wife as well, Dustin. But I, I don't know this for sure. My wife is a cold person. Mm, yeah, I think Holly is as well. Yes, uh, and so she can be like, "Wow, it's really warm out," and it's like, "Then why do we have three comforters on top of our <laughs> flannel sheets?" Yeah, damn. And can you move them away from me? Yeah, it's funny, actually. Holly and I have a good thing in the fact that I my feet, when I lay down in bed, get, like, hot. Like, emanate, like, heat out yeah. of them. I, I can heat the whole, all the blankets with my feet. And Holly's feet are, like, ice cold. And so it's, wow. like, I always joke that our feet touch. And it's, like, wow, dude, fire and ice. That's fire right. Ice. Wow. That's what romance is. <laughs> yeah. In uh, 2020. So... <laughs> You guys got to do the thing where you, like, grab each other's hands, like, interlace your toes. Uh, oh, no. And I don't know about that. That will be perfect. Just mm. I, hold on. Send me a picture. I'm going to step away from my computer for a minute. I got I to gotta go puke. Damn. All right. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I knew someone with a foot fetish. Oh, I think God. you did, too, Wait, Brandon. what? Yeah. Uh, yes. I didn't think yes. those people were real. No. no. No, I mean, it's very real, and I had a real experience. I'm not going to name any names. We will not name names. But I did get an unsolicited foot was it, massage. Was it Phil? No. No, it's, it's not someone Phil. you don't Please. know. You, I think it should be Phil. We should make that the narrative okay, of the show. Okay, so Phil. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, no. Listen, Phil doesn't listen to the show, and he's not here. And. He well, was supposed but, to be. Well, but if I'm saying that Phil's like being creepy with the massage, but his wife is actually like a professional massage therapist, I'm just like. Damn, dude, I don't want to undermine his craft. Yeah. But, Call Phil right now but yeah, and ask so, him if he has a foot <laughs> <laughs> We must know. You had the unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sitting there, right? Shoes right. on. This person sits across from me, reaches underneath the table, takes my shoe off. It's a slip-on. It's a van slip-on. It's just what I wear. Classic. Easy. Uh, and starts rubbing my feet and looking me right in the eyes. And I feel uncomfortable... It kind of feels good. 
I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, yeah you a foot massage, foot massage, nice. right? But yeah, it was just very. Uh, but it wasn't sexual for you. Very jarring, to say the least. And women have to deal with that all the time, right? But uh, I just had to deal with that once, and it was uh, uncomfortable. Women have to deal all the time with people taking off their shoes unsolicited. I've heard more than once about somebody taking wow. somebody's shoes off. Yeah, I know that women have and worse, many problems and that we can't relate with. I didn't know that was one of them. Ben, give it the times. So. <laughs> This person, this mutual person that Brandon and I know that is has the foot fetish, actually sort of went on a, a date or two with my wife, Holly, before obviously before we were together. And one of the deal breakers was he, Holly went to. Well, no, I don't. OK, if I speak too specifically, I don't, yeah, people I could, <laughs> if we know people, if there are people that know that us or whatever, they might be able to identify. Anyway, this person did sort of what they did to you, Brandon, only to Holly. But as they were removing the shoe, they said to Holly, just let it happen. And at that point, Holly was nope. done with this person. So you're saying, Brandon, this person was a male. Yes. And you are not interested in males, <coughs> to my knowledge. I personally am not, but right. a full massage is a full massage. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's, so Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was already happening against my will. I guess so I just massage, enjoyed it. It wasn't really for you. It was for them. Yes. Yes. They, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, some people, you know, I'm not into kink shaming. Just consent is important. You know? Right. Wow. It's getting so deep on Handsome Phantom already. This is the, the HB, HB podcast. podcast. <laughs> Your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. It's nice to have you here. We hope you are doing well, staying safe, staying well fed, well rested. And getting lots of vitamin D, as we mentioned earlier. This podcast is brought to you, or I guess sponsored by, I don't know what the right word is. It's uh, funded through patreon.com, specifically patreon.com slash handsome phantom. If you go there, you can sign up. You can get this podcast early. You can get early access to HP After Dark. You can get some Discord rewards. There's all kinds of stuff there. So go there, check it out, support the show. That would mean a lot to us. The second thing, though, is if you like this show, or if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far, or maybe if you have in the past, just put a little, put a little tweet out there just or a tell a tweet. friend or retweet our tweet about the show. The best way we get the word out is through word of mouth. That's and right. we would super appreciate that if you just shared with, you know, even with your mom. Maybe your mom likes talking about unconsenting foot massages. Why not? Send her dude? this show wow. right fucking away. Okay. <laughs> hey, and some of you out there. We've all been doing a little more like Twitch streaming, and and some of that's just because of, uh, you know, the whole have being stuck at home sometimes thing. And my job personally is like limited in hours, and I'm home earlier. And but we've all been doing a little Twitch streaming. So if you're somebody who likes to watch Twitch streamers, and you obviously like us because you're listening to the show, head on over to Twitch.tv/slash/handsome underscore phantom. You can also find it on our Patreon and just give us a little follow. It wouldn't hurt. And then you'll see when we're, when I mean, we play uh, a wide variety of things. So we're not like, uh, we're not just playing one thing, right? Lately, Brandon and I have been playing a lot of Call of Duty, but we play all sorts of stuff. And if we get new games, we'll try to stream those when we get them. And uh, it's a good time. Two final plugs. And then we will get into. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done with the plugs. Sorry. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have cut in. Oh, no, that's okay. Two final plugs are, first of all, handsomephantom.com we mentioned earlier we got lots of content coming up not only on the website but on youtube.com slash handsomephantom we have a few reviews we've got a video two well one of them is a video review a regular video from me these are popping out starting 
It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a loaded week. Yes. So are we allowed to say what I, we can say what the content is? We just can't say what our impression is. Correct. So we've got a review of Maneater, the game where you play as a shark coming. Uh-huh. There'll be a video review. I'm doing a review of or not review, but a impression impression type taking a look at Saints Row, the third remastered. And Dave is also doing what's the other one? Uh, Never song. OK, oh, it's Phil's helping you on that um, on that one. Review, on the, right? The, yeah. yeah, Phil's doing the. The actual review. I'm yeah. just doing the video. Uh, and then we've got Never Song coming up on Wednesday. Uh, that's coming out for uh, video and written. And then we've got, is it Red Wings? Aces yeah. of the Sky. I think that's the name of it. Uh, coming up, that'll just be a written one. So you should have three videos and three articles plus. Yeah. Who knows what else? Check it out. Finally, this show is brought to you or sponsored by... Balls Garana, delicious energy drink. Check them out; it's really good. We drink it when we do the show. Yeah. So, and we were seeing some people in the Discord got a chance to try out some balls, and we're happy about it. Balls yes. is delicious. So, great. Glad to, glad to share the love for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of the news. So, the big news. This is a little little stale at this point, but it was after we recorded last week, but it is really important. Epic Games mm. made a surprise announcement with Jeff Keighley as part of the Summer Game Fest. They announced Unreal Engine 5. So Unreal Engine, a lot of people probably already know this, but in case you don't, it is what is the engine that a lot of different companies use to build their games. Specifically, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was made in Unreal. That's one of the most recent examples, but there are tons of games made in Unreal. So obviously they're on four right now, and it's exciting because they are moving to five. Before I dive into the details, did either one of you see at least any of the the GIFs or or the the video? Did you watch the video? Yeah. I didn't watch the entire presentation, but I watched I watched part of the video. Cool. Yeah. So... The video, if you haven't already seen it, is basically a tech demo exclusively. They said it's not going to be a game, but they were trying to show off a lot of the different technical aspects of the new engine, specifically talking about like basically there are no limits on polygon count, which I have a comment from someone on Reddit that uh, I think kind of shed some light on this. That would be interesting to look at. A lot of it was some technical stuff above my head. But they were saying, like, you can directly import film quality assets into the game without having to kind of remake them in order to work inside a game engine, which one of the big emphasis and one of the big things I've seen from developers saying that this new engine is going to make development so much easier. Yeah. Time just completely slashed. So either... Not only would that lower the cost of production because you're spending less time doing that, but you could also use that time doing other things, making a bigger game, more advanced game, something like that. Hmm. But working on the story. Yeah. Hopefully. Fortnite yeah. 2. <laughs> oh. Fortnite 2. No, they, Fortnite's <laughs> actually going to release out of early access. Yeah. Finally. Well, they did say that Fortnite is com- they're moving it over to an Unreal Engine 5 uh, later. Cool. Wait, it's uh, I think they said it's coming out in 2021 specifically okay. is when the engine will be available for developers. But yeah, the demo is pretty cool because or the the tech demo just because it showed 
like this cool cave scene with all this really interesting lighting and dynamic rocks falling yeah. and sounds. And they were specifically showing in another area that they had these statues that were like really, really fine details that were scanned in. And they had like hundreds of them. Yeah. All at full detail. Yeah. Well, no, no, uh, no corners. Cut. Yeah. Right. I was seeing something with like, they were running and jumping across stuff. Was that the same tech demo? Yeah. 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 It And they were just like jumping back and forth and the amount of like particles and rocks and stuff in the air was just really, really yeah. neat. Honestly. The end of the demo has this like flying sequence and it's just streaming in huge, huge parts of the world. No hiccups, no anything. It looks really fantastic. It really has to be seen. So if you haven't watched that video, make sure to go watch it. It looks absolutely fantastic. How much time and money do you think are invested <laughs> into tech demos like this? Mm. Obviously, they're valuable. They help sell the engine. People are going to use them and they'll get the licensing fees, etc. But like, I don't know. It's almost like they built. I mean, there are games that are shorter than that tech demo. Right. They probably make the money back on YouTube. I mean, yeah, it's not going to well, get demonetized. And then how many millions of times is it going to get played? You have to assume that part of the they use the demo as part of the building process of right. the engine. Yeah. So yeah. it's all kind of part of the process. Right. But it's hard to say. I know a lot of people were saying that they thought the demo should be a real game because it looked so cool. It did look cool. Yeah. It was kind of like a cart more. I don't want to say cartoony. The The character was much more yeah. of a characterized version of somebody, but kind of like Tomb Raider slash Uncharted looking. Yep. So I want to read this comment from uh, this person on Reddit. Their username was Laughman, but I thought it was interesting. They said, as a game developer, it is hard to explain how insane this tech demo is. The concept of polygon budgets for AAA games is gone. Normal maps, gone. LODs, gone. Here's where the specifics get really interesting. The budget for a scene in a AAA game today is what? 20 million? In the what? demo, they mention having probably somewhere around 25 billion triangles in just one scene running on a console with real-time lighting and real-time global illumination and 8K textures. What? This may be the biggest leap in game development in 20 years. So high praise. I don't know who this Laughman person is, but I yeah. liked how they brought up the specifics about polygon count. What do you think like the last like, do you think it's when we switched from 2D to 3D that we really saw this kind of innovation? Hmm. I mean, that's that's almost saying too much, in my opinion, but I don't know all the tech stuff behind it either. But right. it it obviously seems like a lot. But the whole thing isn't changing. So I'm wondering what, like, the last in 20 years, what that means. Like, what was the last big thing that happened? Hmm. You'd have to assume that's what they mean. I mean, in 20 years, I mean, 20 years ago was 2000, right? Yeah. So we were, we were, that was right when 3D gaming was becoming mm -hmm. uh, much more viable. I mean, we had PlayStation for a long time. But right. A lot of the early 3D games are, are nowhere near what we were starting to get around right. like 1998, 99 with Half-Life, things like that. Right. So what I find interesting, what I have to think about when I when I see this, they were specifically saying this was running on PlayStation 5. Right. But 
It'll also run on Xbox Series X, PC, whatever. This was some kind of deal they worked out or something. Interesting marketing move for Sony to have the first gameplay shown off from their console be a tech demo from a whole different company. Not the point I'm trying to make, though. Is it the first gameplay? Wasn't there that game that they showed off in a state of play or something that was on PS5? There was that game from not Gearbox. Is it not Creed? It's something like Greedfall. Something leaked that yeah. was supposedly supposedly on PS5. Oh, okay. But no, I thought there was something in a state of play, or maybe it was even the game awards that said like PS5 and the logo. You're right. I think there was something like that. But maybe that. that's not native to PS5. Maybe they're porting it. Right. So there's been a lot of contention about Xbox Series X and PS5. There's always going to be these console wars types types of situations, right? What I have to wonder right now is that where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah. We're seeing that the Series X has all this power, but I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I see developers tweeting, they're talking about how excited they are for PS5 with its super fast SSD. You have to wonder when we have that super fast SSD combined with the power of Unreal Engine 5. Maybe really will be a, a, you know, a generational leap that we haven't seen in so long. Yeah. Do you guys think that's possible? I mean, it's hard for me to say for sure, because I obviously know nothing about making games. But based upon everything you've said, I mean... It's definitely possible. They're talking about the SSD, like virtually no loading times mixed with unlimited polygons. You know, like, I mean, that just sounds like a recipe for massive sprawling worlds that are just beautifully textured. Right. It's weird because when I think about the jump between last gen and this gen, so 360 Xbox One. Initially, it didn't feel like much of a jump, like most generations. Yeah. By the end, I think with the pro consoles, where you can definitely see a clear right. distinction. But I wonder if we're going to get. I guess. I guess that's my question. I'll point this one to you, Ben. Do you think we're going to have a true generational leap at this point? I, I feel like all signs are pointing to it. I I think that it's hard. It's harder to identify the generational leap than it maybe was uh, from PS2 to PS3. Like, that was an obvious one. Even PS3 to PS4 was obvious, but not as obvious. In this one, I think that until this presentation, my only thought was that the generational leap would be in computing power and AI and stuff like that. Now, if you can get a substantial graphics leap, then absolutely. But even still, it's not like we're rewriting how games function. Like, as far as you know, like I said before, 2D to 3D. Um, I, mean, I mean, most people still at this point, I don't know about most people. I don't actually know the stats, but like a lot of people still have 1080 TVs. They don't even have 4K. So that may not be a selling point for the majority of the population. But I feel like it's also getting to the point where 4K TVs are pretty, pretty renowned. Cheap. Yeah, they're pretty, well, they're pretty cheap, but they're also like more plentiful. Right. So... I don't know if it's if this is quote I'm not saying this is a derogatory thing I think it's amazing but if it's just graphics that only appeals probably to a certain part of the population that can actually pick up on that rather than people who will not notice that as much as they would notice a change in gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe a difference in the way that games load the graphics in and how quickly it's done could completely change the way a game feels. 
like potentially com- like seamlessly transitioning through everything in the game from front to back if you wanted to i mean i imagine that that would be like a night and day difference you know yeah i think the loading time will be more more noticeable to most people than infinite polygons i think people obviously people in the, in the know are really excited yeah. for no loading times i think it's going to catch people by surprise i was thinking about loading times because I've been playing Half-Life 2, which we can talk about later in the show if we want to talk about games we're playing. But if you've ever played Half-Life 2 before, it is sort of seamless in that you load up the game and then there's not levels per se. There's just moments where it like the game stops for a second and says loading and then keeps going. And I was thinking about the progression of loading and it's like Half-Life was kind of a new era. Half-Life 2 in that. And I guess Half-Life 1 even uh-huh. was that was huge is that the level didn't stop, just right. kept going. There was a little pause where it loaded. Right. And that was it. Now in the current where we're currently at is that the game will load in and then it's either completely it's for the most part completely loaded and it will not load again unless for certain things like maybe you go into a building. Right. right. Or you yeah. start a story thing. It's very loading is at a. A minimal. I mean, we already have games like they're talking about cyberpunk that you can go into every building and there's no loading. That's crazy. That's already like, yeah, at that point. So I can't imagine with a harder, with a bigger hard drive or better hard drive, how that's going to impact that. Um, But it's really something I was thinking about the other day is like, maybe this has something to do with the infrastructure of the game too. I don't know. But thinking about when we, when we played back through the Bioshock games, Mm -hmm. uh, how there's still loading screens in them, you know, even on the remastered versions. Uh, or, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if they actually need these these loading screens anymore. Hmm. Like, I wonder if the game can just load it fast enough because this is a 10-year-old game at this point or older. Yeah. Th- does Bioshock even need to have these loading screens or are they just there because yeah. it was easier to leave them in than to take them out? I thought the same thing about Skyrim. Yeah. The load times in Skyrim were still massive on PS4. I think As they, far as I'm concerned. I think they'll need them on... On as long as there's a hard drive, like a yeah. a, a, a hard drive with disc. moving parts, yeah. you know, they the loading is essential. But when you're SSDs are so fast now, and NVMe people, you can use them as RAM. Right. That's how fast it is. So yeah. people, the, your storage can be as, as fast as RAM, which is yeah. crazy. So it almost makes me want to. I really like having the physical media and buying the games, but I'm almost like, well, if I just if I just bought this digitally, which I like buying physically, not necessarily for my collection, but because I can usually get a better deal. Right. Uh, so that's more the reason that I like to buy digitally or physically than digitally. But if I start buying games digitally more, am I going to have even less? Because you don't have a disc spinning that it has to read. It doesn't really read your disk anymore, though. That's true. It installs everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm as as far as my understanding is that for the most part now on PS4, it'll spin up when you start the game. Just to verify. To verify you have yeah. the get the disk in, and then it runs everything off hard drive. Well, it better. I mean, look at call call Modern Warfare is 200 gigabytes now. Right. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. They can't bad. be putting all that on a disk for sure. So. I guess I get it. You have to imagine that the reason why Call of Duty is so big is because of the they have doubles of things in order to make the game load faster. Yeah. You have to assume that that's it. It's absurd. That's all I know. I don't think there's is there any other game 
Has it ever been that big on PS4? Or I think any? it's the biggest. I mean, even on PC, do we have many games that are 200 gigabytes? Hmm. Not that I can think of. I can't think of any. They need to let you delete the campaign. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's an option in the menu now. It is now? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to oh. uninstall certain packs. Okay. I wonder if I could do that on the PC version. You should be able to. That'd be, we can look nice. after this. I'm pretty sure it's in, an, it's in the menu options now. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be really helpful, especially on PlayStation. Yeah. Right. But yeah, interesting to think about. So one last detail from this epic announcement, which is really huge. I want to point this one to you, Ben. Unreal 4 is now free for developers to use until basically they make a million dollars in profit and then they still got to start paying for the engine. Ben, you're more connected with the indie scene. What does this mean for these indie developers potentially wanting to use Unreal Engine 4? For a lot of indies, especially the ones that aren't going to be breakout hits, that means they never have to pay a licensing fee. Yeah. I mean, at least for the engine. They may for the platform holders, of course, but like if they sell it on PlayStation, they're going to pay their 30% no matter what. But the licensing... I mean, a lot a lot of games do make a million dollars, but a lot of games that could come out that don't uh, don't come out because they're they're struggling with how many copies am I going to have to sell to make enough money to justify it? Right. And I mean, if you lose that, what's what is it on? If you use Unreal, what do you have to pay? I don't know. I should have looked that up. It, but it's not as bad as you would think when you think about what the platform holders charge, but it's more than, I mean, do you want to give up any of your profits, first of all? But second of all, it's certainly not. But but here's the thing. They're talking about a million dollars in profit. Yeah. And so that means after you take out all your expenses for making the game, obviously, but also after you take out all the expenses for the platform holder. Mm. Uh, that also means... A lot of other things um, for for them. So um, it takes it doesn't take much for a game to make a million dollars. And you if you have a decently successful game, you don't have to make a, a breakout hit. But if you make a decently successful game, you're going to make a million dollars. But when do you get to a million dollars in profit is a lot further right. away. It's a lot bigger game or, you know, more renowned game. So I think that paves the way for a lot more people to be able to put more time and effort into their games so they hopefully get better scores and sell more games and therefore make more money before they have to pay. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm curious. I have no idea either. Right now, I feel like the the popular engine of choice for middle to high-end indies is Unity. Is it is Unity the engine of choice because it is cheap or because it is easy? Unity is cheap, and I believe if you put Unity's logo at the beginning of the game, you don't have to pay the licensing fee. Wow. I don't believe Unity is as user-friendly. Okay. Uh, I think that Unreal is by far the better engine to develop on, and it creates the more potential, but the cost barrier there is the thing that I think keeps a lot of them away, at least from the two or three developers I've talked to. Now I could be wrong on whether or not it's the, the load, the uh, screen at the beginning is um, I know that it's either, it can't be unreal. It must be unity that if you have the, the screen at the beginning, you don't have to pay the fee or at least the fee isn't as high. Maybe it's, maybe you still have to pay it, but it's not as high. 
do we have any friends? We have lots of friends that work on indie games. I'm trying to think if we have any friends that work on bigger budget games. It would be really awesome once, once most of the majority of the main tech details are out there just to talk to somebody about like, Okay, you you have used the hardware. You're developing for the hardware. What what is it? What's possible? You well, know what we, I mean, we talked to one of our friends who's a dev, and I don't want to say who it is in case they said anything they shouldn't have. But they didn't tell us what the what the details were. But they said about a year ago, yeah, I started getting some details from Sony, and some of the stuff is just absolutely insane. It's going to blow your mind. And the game I know that that person worked on was successful but not insane like by any Mm. means so for them to get that info i would have to think that people making even bigger budget more higher selling games are gonna have already had this in their hands to some capacity for years now right yeah unrelated thought that's sort of related to i was thinking like man we're getting so many remasters right now yeah and the reason is it's easier than ever. It's easier than ever, but also I'm willing to bet that about a year ago, a year and a half ago, Sony said, hey guys, hey developers, you can expect our uh, going forward, we're going to have backwards compatibility because yeah. we are solidifying into x86. Right. And developers at that point thought, hmm, well. Milk this product. Once we develop this product, we don't need to worry about it being stuck on this platform. Right. So you remaster it and then it's done. Yeah. And then you can push it forward like it's PC from then on out. Right. Obviously, that won't last for forever, you'd have to assume. But um, it's definitely an assurance that they'll continue to make money off that product for the foreseeable long-term future. Why would you sink the money into it if you can't get it once people move on to a new console? Yeah, I remember we talking to somebody that kind of implied that to me that yeah. they knew that backwards compatibility. The developers have known for a while that backwards compatibility was coming. Even the small ones. Even the small ones. Yep. So, yeah, that that's why I'm guessing now you're seeing all these remasters. But I do think there was some confusion on what backwards compatibility means for Sony. Right. Because some of the confusion that the general populace, including us, had was does does backwards compatibility mean backwards to PS4 or backwards to all? Right. And I don't know that Sony... I mean, it's entirely possible that Sony wasn't sure about them, them themselves until recent days. Yeah. I don't think you're getting PS3 no. backwards. I Maybe PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, especially because PlayStation 2 already has an emulator on PS4, even though it's so limited on a game-by-game basis. Right. No. But... Maybe. Honestly, if they keep putting out all these remakes and remasters, what games are there going to be left that you need to go back to PS2 and PS1? Yeah. (laughs) That's the point. You just respend money. Yeah. They're happy with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Speaking of remakes and remasters, 2K has confirmed a rumor that we talked about a little bit. I believe we talked about it last week. 
a mafia trilogy is coming, but there's some interesting details about this. So you'll be able to buy the trilogy. Sixty doll hairs. You can actually buy the trilogy right now. I was gonna say you can buy it right now, but you're not getting everything right now. So, Mafia Two and Mafia Three are getting definitive editions, and you can get both of those right now. So you're saying, Dustin, what the hell does that mean? I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Yeah, I have some of the details, and I even have one of the games, but I still—they're not exactly clear on exactly what you're getting but usually it's just dlc and cosmetic shits like extra side missions right for mafia 2 they have up upgraded the game so it has 4k hdr support and if you own the game already on steam you're getting the free upgrade to the definitive edition it costs 30 dollars, and it is out right now mm. and in malaysia they accidentally released it for free on PSN. Yep. So you know what I did? I created a Malaysian PSN account and I downloaded it. And guess what? It sucks. Do you think, first of all, before we get into it sucking, do you think that they're going to revoke the licenses? It's possible. Yeah. But honestly, I'm not even you really going to play it. Yeah. They're, they didn't lose any money off me because I wasn't going to buy it anyway, right. first of all. Yeah. And to be honest, the quality of the remaster, not good. I was playing it. Did you play the original? No. Okay. I wondered if it compared at all. Yeah. Lots of frame dips. Definitely pretty stuttery. The loading icon got stuck on my screen the entire time I was playing. It just said loading. So, but anyway, it's $30. It's out there if you want it. Mafia 3. This game was on the current gen already, so they're not really doing anything as far as graphics in the updating area. But all the DLC for the game is now free. So even if you already own it, it'll technically become the definitive edition by right. the fact that you can just download the DLC today right. if you like. The price on that is $30. I do have Mafia 3. Yes, there you go. Yes, so do I. I heard I've that, never played it. I heard that that game had some technical issues also, like a little some frame pacing. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this last week. It had a lot of technical issues at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and the game is just a grind. Right. But if you're interested in a story in the South... Go it's, for it. It's cool. I liked it. It's just a lot. The reason, do you remember when I bought Mafia 3? Oh, yeah. You got that special edition. Yeah. We were in, was it the LA airport? Yeah. Coming back home to Pittsburgh with Phil. With Phil. And Phil saw it. And it was like the special edition was like 20 or 25 bucks. And it came with multiple vinyls and a bunch of other stuff that I didn't care about. But I was like, two vinyls for 20 bucks. Sure. That the music on it is good. I've heard it. It's right. it. One of it is just like old songs from that era or that um, that part of the country. And the other one's about is the soundtrack. And I rock the, uh, um, not the soundtrack, the other one. Yeah. I rock that one pretty frequently. My kids love hanging out and listening to that nice. album. Yeah. The most important one of this collection, though, is the original Mafia, which they have said that this is a full on remake. We've seen some screenshots. Have you guys seen the screenshots? Yeah. They look really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like better L.A. Noir. Yeah. <laughs> it is out on August 28th and standalone. It will cost $40. So, again, you can get the whole trilogy for 60. So if you're even slightly interested in playing two or three. 
you're going to get a much better deal buying the trilogy than just buying the remake. But I don't know. There's not a lot to say about the remake other than the trailer's out. If you like the original, this looks like they're doing a fantastic job as far as the visual quality. Other than three, have you guys played one or two at all? Nope. Me neither. One of them has uh, Playboy magazines you collect. That's three. That's three? Mm -hmm. I think that's in two also then. I swear it was in two. It's definitely in three. Full on titties. Wow. Titties for days. Wow. It's a collectible in game. Yeah. I think Colin mentioned that on a show once that like he was writing the guide for two. And so he was collecting all these porn magazines and had it on his screen when he was at work. And he's like, this was awkward, but it was his job (laughs) to collect all the porn. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting paid for this. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Work. Right. So that's all I got. Those two news stories are the biggest things that happened this past week for the most part. But as the new tradition is, we end the show with quickies, not Mm. end the show, but, we kind of start to wrap up the news with right. quickies. So here are the quickies this week. Grand Theft Auto 5 is free on Epic Game Store right now. Old news. You probably already know this. If you don't, go download it. Go go redeem it. Even if you don't have a PC, Brandon, you should go <laughs> yep. make an Epic Game Store account and just redeem it. Because eventually, you eventually you're going to have a PC. Eventually. True. Even if it's in five years. And, and guess what? GTA 5 is not going anywhere. Even <laughs> right. if they come out with GTA 6, the GTA 5 online architecture is still going to be intact. Yeah. My dad will still be playing it. That's true. So this is definitely the biggest game that Epic Games has released for free. So, yeah, this is this is crazy. I, you got to wonder about what the deal was behind this. Oh. I I would imagine that Epic probably in order to get people into their system is taking less of a cut of the microtransactions Mm. because there's plenty of people going to be spending money on GTA online on their PC. So here's just, this is pure speculation. If GTA five, if normally, you know, Sony gets 30% of every, every time somebody buys a microtransaction, the, the, the dollars in the game, if Epic was like, hey, if you let us distribute the game for free, we'll only take 10%. Well, Epic's still getting money for nothing. Yeah. And Rockstar is making more money on their game than they would have otherwise. Right. This is twice now I've got this game for free. Wow. How was the other time? Actually, kind of three times. Okay, so the first time, right as the PS4 was coming out, I bought a used PS3. And I bought it for less than I would have normally paid for a PS3. And I also got Diablo 3 and GTA 5 and something else that I can't remember. So that was kind of once. We'll count that as a half. The second time was when Amazon was, oh. it was $15 or $20. Yeah. And they were giving away, like it was you, you could get the, the hard copy uh, for the PS4. And they gave you a statement credit equivalent to that. You just had to spend it within 30 days, which like I'm going to spend $20 on Amazon in 30 days. No problem. And this is the third time on Epic. I was thinking of an analogy for Epic Game Store and Steam, and I haven't quite nailed it down. But I feel like imagine you are a teen girl and there are two guys 
you can go on a date with. I've had this exact thought. I mean, really? go ahead, go ahead. So Epic Games. I meant about the being a teen boy. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> no, you're a teen girl. Teen girl. Teen girl. That's what I meant. So their Epic is the rich kid, the rich douche. Yeah. But well-meaned, you know? Right. He, if you it's go out with his him, he's rich. He, he's going to give you lots of presents. Yeah. Hell, he might even give you money sometimes to hang out with him. But overall, he's kind of kind of thin. He doesn't have a strong personality. He's not going to necessarily take care of you other than through monetary means. Steam, though, is the, the kind, responsible man who's not necessarily well off. And gives great hugs. And great <laughs> foot massages. Right. Unsolicited ones. But... Yeah, the the thing that I've thought I'm like, okay, you're you're getting everybody in on your ecosystem, which like creating an account, that's fine. Right. If I have the choice between those two stores though, I'm always going to go with Steam simply based on the feature set if right now. If the price is the same and If the price yeah. is the same, yeah. Yep. So, well, you mentioned something that I don't know if you meant to. You said about uh Epic is going to give you lots of free stuff. And yeah. The games are one of those things. Right. But the other part of the story of GTA 5 that you didn't mention is if you get this game, if you get GTA 5 for free, you also get a $10 coupon. Right. Or if you get, um, I think, pretty much any other game right now, if you buy it and pay money for it, you get a $10 coupon on your next purchase. So right now, if there's a $15 game you want or a $20 game, whatever, you can get it for dirt cheap. Right. And I was actually kind of looking at like, oh, do I want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my PC? Because it's only like 20 bucks. Right. Brandon is <laughs> nodding his head vigorously <laughs> no. saying, no. No, you don't want to play it. Dude, it sucks on PC. So That's disappointing. It. It's just too much. Well, I don't want that then. I can't even run it. Knowing. At 60, a solid 60 FPS. Yeah. On my rig. Imagining how many other things you could be playing. That was probably the last thing that I would suggest for you. I do love Assassin's Creed, but I'm more than willing to not play it in order to play, to wait and play uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. You know that Ubisoft knew that odyssey was too long in the fact that they are advertising the fact that ragnarok is shorter but did you see they said the map's bigger yeah that the is game kind of shorter but well, the map's bigger. you know what though is black flag's map was massive yeah. right oh but there was around. a lot of sailing so based upon the trailer i mean you would assume you'd be viking boating around yeah. i would assume so yeah. maybe that's why it's so large that you know that they spent a ton of money getting that uh, the boating system implemented. So now they got to right. put it in every game. Yeah. You know, if I was going to play any Assassin's Creed game right now, the one I'd want to play is Syndicate. Hmm. Okay. Just because that's the one I know the least about. Yeah. And I like the vibe of, yeah. you know, England seems cool. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's weirdly steampunk. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting, but I'd probably want to play none of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> if i could play uh, one again no, for no. the first time it'd be two for no sure. i'd probably just want to play hitman instead damn hitman not that it's anything the same but Curveball it's similar here. in some sense it's Simil hitman is more like old assassin's creed games than it is new ones yeah because you got the stealth aspect yeah everybody slept on dishonored too which <laughs> is the ultimate stealth game this generation wow disgusting then you disgust me because you say you're a big fan of the original Dishonored. You never played two. I wasn't a I big did fan. Play two. You did? Yeah. 
I swear last time we talked about this, you're like, I haven't played it yet. I played it. I think I Steam shared it off your account or, oh. or Josh's. Maybe. Did you finish it? Did you play through all of it? I played through three quarters of it. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. That shit slaps. The reason I quit playing it was because for whatever reason, uh, the game was getting more intense. And on my, I only had half the RAM I have now and a processor that was less than half the equivalency of what I have now. And it was just getting like it was bogging my computer down too much. And I was getting frustrated because it kept crashing. Mm-hmm. Now I could probably play it. I mean, I know I could play it. Zero issues. Uh, but I don't know if I want to now that I've been away from it for so long. That's probably almost a year ago at this point. I've played it twice and I've been thinking about playing it again. I don't know why Dishonored hasn't put in its tendies in me. Mm. Because it has everything I like. Stabbing people in the neck. <laughs> dismembering them. Dude, yeah. it's got Killing, some... gore. It has everything I like. I've listed everything I like right there. <laughs> and, and it has all of them. There's so many creative things you can do. It has that sandbox yeah. gameplay to it that's so awesome. Yeah. And this is unrelated, but now that you have got you've got a nice PC, you could play this on PS4, but did you play the Titanfall 2 campaign? No, but I have it both physically and digitally. <laughs> on PS4? Yeah. Yeah, dude, play Dang that it. shit. It's actually really good. It's really short, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not long. It's not long. I don't want to say it's really good, but it's a very nice shooter experience listen it's not the best thing i've ever played but it's a hundred percent worth a play i'm just now getting ready to move into to something else i'm gonna still be playing modern warfare but for whatever reason modern warfare and i have said this before i hated call of duty for so many years a decade probably and it's just got its hooks in me and anytime i think about playing another game i'm like "Eh, i could just play call of duty instead now, right mm. now, uh, I'm going to play, uh, I'm moving on to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, instead of just playing multiplayer by myself in the middle of the night, I'm going to play some some Final nice. Fantasy VII Remake. But I'm still going to be grinding out that Warzone yeah, with you Yeah, dude. Guys. And that's what I'm saying, too. Like, I feel like that's one of the ones that I can continue to dip back into, you know? Warzone right. and the multiplayer every once in a while. But I'm doing the same thing, you know? Dabbling diversifying your game set sometimes makes all of the games feel better yeah Mm. and i'm saying that from experience you know usually at least for me i don't know about you guys but too much of one will make me kind of like feel down about it for no reason yeah like if i play too much of one i just get burnt out you know i've got some more quickies for you boys that was not a that was was not a quickie quickie. you fucking lied to us can be longies if you want them no 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 then they're not quickies okay the Dark Souls series has now sold over 27 million units. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. The whole series. The whole series. Wow. So kind of crazy that this little game called Demon Souls would eventually become this huge. Yeah. I don't that doesn't include Demon Souls, but you know what I mean? The lineage. Right. You know, yeah. Became such a smash hit. Totally the opposite of what you think would be a smash hit, like a hard as nails third person action RPG exactly but with little to no guidance right at any given moment it's completely opposite of the playbook especially at the time yeah so congrats to from software they are top tier I put them in top five developers right now name one other I'm just curious Um, other top five Naughty Dog okay is in the top five Uh, that's all I just asked for one more yeah okay I, I now I'm at some point I gotta make this list in my brain. Dude, fucking it. Id. P Studio. I don't know if I could give it to Id. 
They don't make games fast enough. Yeah. Why does Why does that matter? I guess neither does Do Naughty Dog. From? Neither does Naughty Dog. Does From make fat games faster? Mm. They were making them really fast for a while. Like Dark Souls Two, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls Three were all three in, years. Yeah, it was like three or four years. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Anyway, I realized what I said was really dumb. Alice. 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 Yeah. You can't forget about Alice, study. Okay. The quickie's becoming a longie, so I'm going to move on. Persona 5 (laughs) Royal achieved record sales in the West. They weren't specific about what it was, but it was a record sales for the series. So I'm assuming part of that is due to the COVID-19 situation. People are hungry to buy games. And of course, you know, a hundred plus hour RPG when's a better time to dive in than yeah. when you're at home doing uh, nothing here good no i, I want to say something dustin okay i think that before persona came out you had said that this game would be very big in the west i did you need to find the clip it's on the adventure you need mode to or find something the clip <laughs> i said though that it would be bigger than final fantasy bigger. 15 what was it i i, I guess Critic- you said th- I guess you said yes. they did not release the numbers, though. So that's well. Know. Here's what I do know: Persona Five, about one year after its release, celebrated two million sales, which doesn't sound like a lot, right? When you just got done talking about the Dark Souls trilogy, but if you think about the fact that like God of War, last we know, sold like ten million, right? For a little Japanese game that could. So if they're saying that Persona Five Royal beat that. That means it sold more than two million in less time. You would think they just—it might have been record like day one sales Maybe. or record yeah, I guess opening month sales. They—they they were so non-specific about what the record was. But got to make you wonder, though. Yeah, I mean, one thing I did joke about is I was at the, this was years ago before Persona Five came out. I said to Holly when we were at our local mall in a hot topic, I'm like, just you wait, there's gonna be Persona 5 merchandise yeah. in this store. It's gonna blow up. And now you can there is a limited amount of persona merch wow. at Hot Topic. So no, I don't know if that's a good thing. Not the, the hot topic well, at our Not at ours. Yeah, 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 ours, yeah, ours closed. Ours shut down, yeah. So forever. He is dead. Fantasy Star Online 2 is finally coming to PC next week. It will have cross-play with Xbox One, specifically May 27th. This is exciting for the old school fans yeah. of Fantasy Star Online. Dustin, did you try this out? I tried it out on Xbox. Okay. I don't want to play it there, though. Okay. And it sucked on my Xbox One S. Okay. So I will be checking it on PC. Nice. For sure. I was cool. a, I, I have a fond, fond memories of playing the first game many years ago. So this one is somewhere between what what should be a quickie and a conversation but we'll see how much you guys want to talk about it <laughs> between a quickie and a conversation that's oh yeah, that's, that's the title of my sex tape wow <laughs> paper mario has a new game just out of nowhere nintendo is like boom dropped a trailer i believe it was on a like two or uh, thursday morning yeah. or something yeah it's called paper mario the origami king and it is coming soon, July 17th. It'll be out. This is very exciting because it seems like this, the series is going back to its roots a little bit, having actual RPG mechanics. Ben, did you play any of the Paper Mario games? I played the original Paper Mario, but I never Man. played any others. The, the, all I've played is the original two, yeah. which supposedly Thousand Year Door is as good or better than the original. Hmm. I really want to play Thousand Year Door. I re- kind of wish that they were doing a remaster of it. 
I don't know why, but for some reason, that's one of the very, very few Mario games I've never gone back to. Paper Mario? Yeah. Don't you have it? Yeah. Yeah. I have it on 64. I wish I had a copy. I might have to I loved search it. one. I remember loving it. Yeah. Uh, but every time I think about it, I'm like, nah. It's hard to go my, back to Nintendo 64. My N64 is literally hooked up in my living room. Uh, I play uh, either Mario Party or Smash Brothers with my six and four-year-old at least once a week, if not more often. But there, there's no desire I have to go back and play other games on it. I just play with them because they like it. Are you interested in this new one at all? I am to the extent that I think it's amazing that they're doing it. But <laughs> will I play it? I don't know. Hmm. You know what I you know I, I we we maybe we'll talk about this I don't know well I'm just gonna say it talking about N64 kind of um, the things you think of Zelda because I played a lot of Zelda on 64 but I downloaded the demo for Cadence of Hyrule oh uh, yeah I I you told me you were playing it and I checked it out and for some reason I really like the rhythm part of it but for whatever reason when I'm playing it on my Switch. If I'm playing on my Switch, I'm usually watching TV or like doing something else that requires part of my attention, maybe not all of it. But, and I was like, Games of Hyrule is just not a game that I can play while doing anything else at all. And it's not, um, it's not grabbing me enough to want to actually just play it by itself and only that. So I don't know if that's the game for me, but it's the part I played, I loved. It was just, it needed too much of my attention at the moment. Right. Yeah, I would like to play that game fully at some point. But yeah, I thought the demo was cool. So in relation to what we're talking about, Jeff Grubb, who is from VentureBeat, and I think we've talked about him either last week or the week before, he said there will be no Nintendo Direct this summer, but the trailers are going to keep dropping. Yeah. So Nintendo, it was rumored that they were having problems. They weren't able to get their Direct together because of the current you know stay-at-home situation which you know that's also happening over in japan as well that i guess the the nintendo direct is i guess a combination of nintendo japan and noa right which is in seattle so they're having some issues getting it together so they are just opting to just drop the trailers which honestly might not be a bad move for nintendo because any announcement make, they make, they're going to dominate the headlines right. all day. Right. And they're going to be on trending topics all day on Twitter. Yeah. So it might be a good move to just do this, you know, drop yeah. them out. Dude, I know it works better for me because I don't always have time to watch a full direct. I just look right. for the headlines anyway. Well, no, I, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Half the time, I don't even necessarily care about these, you know, little side pieces. I want the meat, you know, and then I can dig into the smaller ones. So yeah. I like that it's kind of piecemealed. So that's all I've got. That's all the end of the quickies. Wow. But I do have an update. That's the other thing I like to end the show a with. Quickie an update. update. Quickie update. Because this has been the ongoing saga we've been talking about cheaters in yeah. Call of Duty Warzone. I yeah. know people are probably getting tired of it, but this seems to be the end of the saga. So cheaters are currently really mad that their Warzone hacks are no longer working anymore. In fact, if you look on the Warzone subreddit, Somebody went to one of the forums of one of these places that you can buy these hacks from and people are livid. They're like, I spent $80 on this hack and now I'm I'm shadow banned 
and I can't play the game anymore. This account is totally broken. Oh, and here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Ben, did you break the terms of service? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned last week, Ben, that you're like, oh, I could just create a Google voice number. Yeah. Activision thought of that. Infinity War thought of that. Google voice numbers do not work. Being all really? numbers. Being all numbers. Apparently, Google voice numbers are, there's some sort of identifier okay. in, in the numbers. Oh. So they're able to just say like. Just more ways for Google to track you, man. Apparently. Yeah. So they're able to just say, no Google voice. This has to be authentic, you know, cell phone numbers. Nice. And it's it's really working out to the point where sometimes they're not telling people they're getting banned. They're just not able to find games right. anymore, which is so, it's almost, <laughs> I don't want to say cruel because these people fucking deserve it right. for being assholes and cheating, but I think it's a, a cruel way to be like, yeah, we're not even going to tell you you're banned. Yeah. You're just, you're not playing. You're out. I did see somebody the other day who posted a clip of this absolutely insane shot they took. And basically what they did was, you know, like the Jersey barriers have a little round hole in the middle of them and they ducked down to that and they shot through it. And somebody reported them. And it legitimately looks like it could have been a hack. Yeah. But it wasn't. According to this person. Uh, and they got banned. and Or shadow banned, essentially. Dang. And I'm like, feels bad for the people who get reported and aren't actually hacking. They're just either insanely good or insanely lucky. Um, I've made shots and shot somebody and ducked down. And I was down underneath, like, the barrier... Or, you know, on the other side of the barrier before the shot ever hit them because it was far away. So that probably comes off like if they're just looking at my screen after right, right. comes off and looks like a hack, even though it's not because I'm playing on PS4 a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but I, so I feel bad for the people who get shadow banned and are not cheating because that does happen. I mean, maybe not as much as as people would like you to think that are cheating, but it does happen occasionally. But for the people who are actually cheating. I wish they had lost more money. Mm. Those hacks are expensive. Yeah. Some of them are subscriptions. Yeah. Like you pay yeah. $80 for this version of the hack that will last for yeah. a, a month or something. Honestly, it's insane. I, believe it or not, have seen videos of like like people using them. Right. Like, like actually like they're playing with them. I can't even believe it. It's just like I don't understand how that's enjoyable. You know? Right. So... I understand it to an extent, but after like two matches, or a couple three, matches, or like a just, night, just blowing everybody, or up. like one weekend, one yeah. really solid weekend, it pisses people off. Yeah, yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't cheat. All right, guys, I'm going to change the rules up for the Oof. end of this show, only because of my own self interests. Okay, you're selfish. I'm doing this for me. Usually, we do dreams and shout outs. But I'm extending it to say you can do dreams and shout outs or you can talk about a game you want to talk about briefly. Hey, because I really want to talk about a game that I've been playing just okay. briefly, yeah, not super fun. long, though. Cool. So, yeah, maybe you could do a little bit. All three. We'll try to keep this what? concise Well, for the three of us <laughs> under 10 minutes total. You go first. I think we can do that, it. That's fair. Guys, I'm playing Half-Life 2. I told you earlier this game's awesome. And I started Half-Life 2 around the time when it came out when I was a kid. I, it never gripped me. I was a Halo kid, right? And I don't know if I was just too young or I was stupid or whatever, but I've been going through, I played through Black Mesa. I appreciate what Half-Life 1 did, but it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up like the original Doom no. holds up. 
I would agree with that. Half-Life 2 fucking holds up. Yeah. It's so good. I, I loved every second of it. I'm already into Half-Life 2, two Episode 1. And this is a build-up in order to play Half-Life Alex, But there's so many interesting moments in that original game where it's like the, there's the the quick speed chase yeah. where either you're on the buggy with the car or like the all-terrain vehicle. Uh, the different... This it's a game that's all about like environments and vibes. Like there's the town that's filled with zombies that is so intriguing and cool and scary in a lot of ways. And man, I just feel like Valve was so ahead of their time when the when that game was released in 2006. Yes. So amazing and the physics engine. It's it's extremely clear to me why it's considered one of the greats, oh, like yeah. one of the best of all time. Yeah. And I implore anybody to check it out. I know it's old as shit now at this point over, you know, it's it came out. The original came out in 2006. So, well, the original Half-Life 2, but I'm loving the heck out of it. I just nice. had to sing its praises real quick. So do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so yeah, that's my dream is to play Half-Life Alex. Nice. I, I'm working up towards that, which everyone says is absolutely incredible. I love VR and supposedly it's like the best triple A style VR game yet. So Cool. Excited to check it out. Who wants to go next? I can go. Go for it. Awesome. Uh, shout out to my boy Oliver Tree. Um, he's a music artist. Uh, okay. You've probably seen him. Uh, he is kind of like in the same groups as like Getter, who mm. is like the guy that's like sodded. Oh. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do anyway. remember that dude. But yeah, he's like a techno guy. Um, but yeah, Oliver Tree. Just started listening to him. Um, he has a bowl cut. You probably have seen pictures of him and he wears like them really tiny glasses. Mm. Um, seems like just a really funny dude. Been really enjoying his music. Just shout out to Oliver Tree. Okay. Representing. He got hurt at Coachella this year, I guess. Dang. Well, maybe maybe last year he fell off stage. Year, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out. And uh, you want to know what I've been dreaming of? What are you dreaming? Resident about, Evil Three. Oh shit! I just started playing it, and man. Does it kick Resident Evil 2 in the ass? Really? Really? That's I, a that's a minority opinion. Dan. I thought so. Okay. I mean, listen, it was I played for probably a little over an hour, which is not a lot of time, but I'm playing on the easiest level. I want like the best experience. I want to do the puzzles and I want to just, you know, really land at the game cuz I'll probably play it more than once. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it was hard hitting right away. Um, Nemesis, just terrifying. Mm. And uh, imagine Resident Evil 2, but with all of the oh shit moments in Resident Evil 2, but that's happening almost like all the time. Dang. Wow. It's awesome and very terrifying. Might need to beep that yeah. at some point. Benji. So uh, I am dreaming a little bit. It's, it's kind of a cop out here, but I'm redoing my office to oh. make it more conducive to streaming. The little area I have now I built as a sound booth for when I was recording audiobooks, and it's just not my favorite thing. Mm. So I'm just dreaming of it being done. And it's not going to be anything elaborate or crazy or, you know, multi-thousand dollar setup or anything. I'm just trying to rearrange some stuff and make it nicer. So that's my shout out. Or I'm sorry, my dream. And my shout out, uh, speaking of streaming, go, I'm going to give it to Tim, Tim the Tapman. Oh. I've been watching Tim for a couple years now, and I know he's been streaming for a very long time. And I know he's he's not a secret anymore. Like, he's huge. Fortnite especially yeah. um, blew him up. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of streamers I'll watch. 
I'm, I'm gonna call one out right now. Nick Merckx. I'll watch Nick Merckx. I like him. I like his gameplay. Uh, I think he's funny sometimes, but I also just can't ever see myself being in the same room with Nick Merckx and like feeling comfortable mm. and like hanging out, being bros because he's too much of a bro. Right. He's talented and he's funny and he's interesting, but I just can't see myself being friends. Tim, although I probably won't get the chance, who knows, maybe, uh, just seems like the kind of guy that like you could not only hang out and drink a beer with, uh, you could play some video games with, whatever, but you could also be like, hey, Tim, do you and your family want to come over and like meet my grandma? Mm. Like he just seems like a dude who would like get along with anybody and he's just a nice guy. And I just really respect um, his hustle and uh, I just... Anytime I can, I'll turn on his stream yeah. and watch for hours. If I, if I mean, even if it's just in the background, uh, I just I think he's, I think he's just a cool dude. Yeah, he always seems super genuine to me. Yeah, that's know? the thing. That's the key. There's a lot of streamers who yeah. are just in it for themselves or in it for um, uh, just trying to get the the money, the the hustle. And even when Tim's like, "Hey, I bought a new Hellcat Jeep truck," I'm like. You know, a lot of people, you would hear that and think he was flexing, and he's like, hey, I owe everything to you guys. Oh, yeah, he's like, fans. I'm just going to put a YouTube video up about it. He, yeah. That's what he said. You know, he wasn't, yeah. like, flexing. Right. You know, so. Yeah, he's just like, you guys are, you guys made this possible for me. I'm not, I don't, for, I don't take that for granted at all. Obviously, the dude's probably doing very well for himself um, and has more money than the three of us combined. But at the same time, he just seems like a down-to-earth guy who hustled and actually made it for the right reasons, not for the glory. One thing I've learned in life is that when I admire and respect somebody, like you're saying, like, oh, I'm a, maybe, maybe I'll, I probably will never meet him. Yeah. Never say never, dude. Right. I never met, say I never. Hang out. Like, yeah, or I even met, hang like, out. Like, yeah. hey, y'all, thing, y'all, I mean, like, I know I will never get to invite him to dinner with my grandma, though. Y'all went to the pro-am, so yeah. anything's possible. Anything's possible, you know. I My grandma's dead, by the way. That's dang. why. Oh, yeah. no. It's not possible. Oh, it's not possible. No. Yeah, like. It'd be a weird dinner if we, if we did. Yeah, you never know who you might become friends with. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, for me, I am now working for the person that inspired me to start podcasting. Right. So you never know. I think that one day maybe you can have a beer with him. Hey, who knows, man? At an E3 or something. If E3 ever happens again. Ever. (laughs) Ever. So that's it for the episode. We're all done. An hour and eight minutes. Nice. A little extra. I guess we kind of had a long one last week, though. Yeah, we've been going a little little longer. Here's the thing. I don't even think time matters right now. No. People are either listening to shows or they're not. No. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, share this show with a friend. Put out a tweet. We'd appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at handsome phantom just that's it at handsome phantom no underscores on that one we secured that name mm. took a while secured but we got the it bag we got it so somebody sat on chat support for hours to get that, <laughs> that to get that name that's here's the thing ben though you got lucky at the right time yeah exactly. i did all the steps that you did right multiple times well here's the difference when you inquired about it the person had not been inactive long enough when oh, i inquired about it yeah the person had been inactive long enough. That's the, that was the only difference between what you did and what I did. Right. It yeah. wasn't. I didn't know that. I yeah. Just, yeah. I tried. Lucky. I think two or three different times to get it. Basically, what happened for those who are wondering, we had there was someone who had the name on Twitter, Handsome Phantom, and he had never tweeted or anything. Well, Dustin tried to get it, and at some point in the recent history, whatever time frame Twitter uses, uh, 
he had either logged in probably he or she i assume it was a he because of the name but yeah jacob something something like that right but i you know he or she had either logged in or uh sent a message that you couldn't see publicly or something and it wouldn't let us have it and by the time probably two years later that i did uh the advantage we had too is that we had a full website with lots of content right. and a YouTube channel with that link and everything else like that. So I submitted all that documentation that you may not have had before yeah. because it just didn't exist. Right. So that probably helped our chances. But we have twitter.com slash hands and phantom now. We do. We have for, uh, for years while. probably yeah. at this point. Yeah. So anyway, now you know that we're legit with the Twitter account. <laughs> no underscores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no underscores except here. Like, except, for on, name. except for on Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we could change that, too, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We got that copyright? No, we don't have a copyright. Nope. I shouldn't have said that. Now someone's no, going to go no. steal it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you next week. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth.